Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I realize that we're in championship weekend, but it amazes me that two big stories are like item three and four on a checklist that we may not even get to throughout the entire week covering the league. Outkick 360 rolls on. Final hour from Music City and 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine with Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Guys, this week, Ben Roethlisberger officially announced his retirement. And we started the week and ended last week with the rumors that, well, this could be Brady's swan song. There were some rumblings there. Seth Winker, uh, Wickersham um, and some others were uh, former teammates of his were, I believe it was Ninkovich on, on ESPN that was saying, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Brady retired after the season, whenever the season was over. Well, the season's over, and here come the, the reports from Schefter and Rappaport and others, um, and, and a statement from Brady that says he's going to take his time, did a podcast, and said he's going to take his time and, and talk things over with his family. Guys, the, it, it, he's the GOAT, and the topic hasn't been discussed nearly like we would be discussing other greatest of all times of their sport. I think for this reason, not just because we have games this weekend, and we already discussed how we're, we're it's not as built up as what we would get if it's Brady Rogers for the NFC Championship rematch. But in comparing it to like Michael Jordan, when Michael Jordan retired, the topic for Chad, uh, four, five years, maybe longer, who is the next Jordan? The NFL doesn't have that problem. No one's clamoring for the next Brady because they've already anointed that guy. It's Patrick Mahomes, and he's playing for the AFC Championship game for the fourth consecutive season, and with a win goes to his third straight Super Bowl. That's the difference in the news cycle for Brady now than what we saw with Jordan when, I mean, they were looking around the league going, who's the guy that's going to step up? Jerry Stackhouse was mentioned as one of those <laughs> options back then. No, because was everybody major. was begging for a player to step up. You know, Kobe was coming right out of high school and had just got done playing head-to-head with, with MJ, right? Like, there's everybody's saying, Kobe's the guy, but it's not right now. Who's the guy right now? And there's really nobody you could point to. But in, in the NFL, at quarterback, there's several guys. And I'm not saying that they become the greatest of all time. But the one guy that's on that path is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it, it, certainly no shortage of, of great quarterbacks in the NFL, which is good, a good problem, not even a problem. It's good for the NFL. I, I would make the distinction this way. Tom Brady is a huge part in building the NFL and being a big part of it, being this just national juggernaut for everyone's attention in sports. Michael Jordan was that. Yeah. Not a part of it. He was that in the 90s for the NBA. Michael Jordan and the Bulls made the NBA in the 90s. They made other stars around them, but it was always Jordan. Jordan was the linchpin. 
Tom Brady's no linchpin. Tom Brady is a famous name that intrigues people, that has just recently become commercially viable. Wasn't a big commercial guy when he's in New England. Now suddenly he's more of a personality. He's no linchpin. He's a part of this enormous infrastructure of the National Football League that makes it nationally dominant. Michael Jordan, when he left, there was a void because he was the NBA. Yeah, I, I think you're putting it well there. He's a link in a chain. He's a big link. But you had great quarterbacks before him. Joe Montana, uh, you know, rated as the, the best of all time for a good while before him. Um, you know, another all-time great with him as a, as a rival in Peyton Manning. And already before he's out the door, not just Mahomes, who, you know, answers that question, who's next, but, um, and I think there was a little bit of a worry for a while, like that there would be a void, but there's no void. There's a a slew, not a slew, but a good group of very good young quarterbacks in the the Mahomes-Allen game we just saw is more than satisfying as a, uh, the new entree to Brady Manning, uh, right? And and then we talked about, you know, you've got Burrow there and Herbert there and Jackson there. And um, it, there, there are plenty of viable candidates. And um, you don't need – we'd like to have a singular guy, and Mahomes may be the singular guy, but we might be at an all-time healthy time for quarterbacks well, there, even there are but there where you have a lot of people to it's choose a, but there a, are plenty of great players before jordan too i yeah, mean right. bird magic i mean yeah, go down to dr new j high. but it was the it was commercialism of michael jordan and everything else he did around the game but also here's the big difference between the nba and the nfl the nba is a collection of brands individual player brands steph curry is a brand devin booker is his own brand uh, Kevin Durant is his own brand. The NFL is the brand. Right, the shield. That's why the NFL always wins. You put another great player in a... The fact that Joe Burrow plays for the Cincinnati Bengals does not matter because the NFL is the star. You can put him in any market, and it's basically the same because everyone is watching no matter what. NBA, totally different. Individual brand shines more well, than team brand, which shines more than the league's brand, and it does matter where players play. But Brady was the closest thing to any individual brand. In fact, he's got it now. But even in New England, he had Alex Guerrero. Like, he was not the NFL. It was the Tom Brady TB12 method, and he would go across the street to his trainer instead of doing whatever New England was doing in their building. But that didn't matter in terms Did not of the matter. Sunday product. Yeah, it also, and the, great and the brand. I mean, there the are guys who have a great personal brand. None of them come close to the, to the NFL brand. I'll argue Michael Jordan's Air Jordan logo bigger than the NBA logo. Yeah, and some of these when guys, some of these guys ultimately were making more from Nike than they were making from that. That was a huge transitional moment where you were answering to your sneaker company more than you were answering to your team. When the Dream Team went to the Olympics and they had to cover the Reebok logo on their jacket with the American flag because they were Nike guys, that was a major power shift. That's all been sorted out now, but. In the in the heat in the hot and the height of the Jordan thing, that was well, a massive. As much as we want to anoint Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes gets to a third straight Super Bowl. He's the singular focus of the NFL. I mean, that's just he's up yeah. three nothing for the time I mean, being. I, if you're if you're if we're discussing who's the greatest, 
there's you're not on the same shelf. Well, there's not Patrick three Mahomes. Nothing. I mean, if he wins it, he's up two nothing. We're not we're not scoring guys on championship game appearances. We're scoring them on Super Bowls on the Brady standard, as we well, should. Well, even if we're scoring them on championship appearances, it's it's a blowout. No championship wins, Super Bowl rings. So if he goes and wins the Super Bowl, he's up two nothing on his contemporary competition, which is no, a good no, no. lead. Uh, he's he's blowing them out because on the way to getting those rings or even competing for those rings. He's beating the guy that's chasing him. Not only that, to go back to Brady, the even bigger part of this is he wins a ring this year. We're immediately saying, boy, I wonder what pace he's on to catch Brady. Yes. Championships and play. That's fine. I'll go the other way, though. If they don't win the Super Bowl this year, whether they lose Sunday or lose in two weeks, and Allen goes and wins next year, they're tied 1-1 in rings, and I don't see a huge... I'm not worried about how many championship games Patrick Mahomes went to in terms of of overall legacy. I'm looking at them thinking they're tied 1-1 in Super Bowl. Well, the difference is, Paul, and and this is my point of the the topic, we had to wait for LeBron to get here in the NBA before there was any talk of GOAT in summer, you know, let's waste 30 minutes discussing who's the greatest of all time. The, The GOAT of the NFL is... Stepping, potentially retiring. And immediately, immediately, with another win, with two more wins right now, the topic would be, is Mahomes on pace to catch him? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that that's the difference. And it's the first time since 2006 that we're going into championship weekend and Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, and Rodgers are not representing one team in the postseason. That's remarkable. That's crazy. What, what the thing to me about that, and you guys feel differently, I think, than I do about this, is I'm absolutely fine going into the final two games and not having those guys there. I'm energized by the guys that are there. I, I, I find it incredibly exciting to well, see Mahomes there it's again. Not, it's not and the to same see, energy, though. To see Burrow coming, and I'm, I'm fine with the turning of, of the page. I mean, particularly, you look at Roethlisberger, I'm glad that that uh well you're you know, looking but hang on you're looking at it from the AFC and comparing it to the NFC championship our discussion yesterday was you've already got Mahomes in the AFC and we're lacking the buzz in the NFC because you don't have Brady and Rodgers running it back yes you'd have all three dudes in the playoffs this weekend that's and, our point. And, 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 and but think, like Roethlisberger is smart enough to get out now I'm not anxious to see the next guy get to there I don't think Brady would if he kept playing Rodgers isn't quite that old yet, but I'm not anxious to see the next guy get to Roethlisberger status. I'm much more excited about seeing the young guys go where they're going next than I am about watching those guys wind down. Oh, not me. I'd rather see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers because that's the star power. And uh, I'm not, look, I'm interested in what happens next. And Joe Burrow, uh, well, Matthew Stafford, here's a a good example of this. One hand feeds the other. Peyton Manning is not Peyton Manning unless every year he's playing meaningful games in January, which every year, even though he didn't win a ton of Super Bowls, Peyton Manning's team was playing meaningful games in January every single year. And that added to Peyton Manning being a draw the further along his career went. Matthew Stafford is not a draw because he played Detroit. If Matthew Stafford is drafted by a franchise that's going to the playoffs every year, suddenly the NFC Championship game may mean more to everyone because Matthew Stafford's a guy we've seen in January a lot when everyone starts tuning in. 
And I think that's that's the difference. I, by the way, Bobby Carpenter is the second person today. There's a column at Yahoo about Matthew Stafford, a potential Hall of Fame. I, I don't know if I'm crazy. I haven't stacked it up on paper. There are a whole bunch of quarterbacks with Hall of Fame cases right now from Matthew Stafford's era. I'm not ready to hear that at all. About him in the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that seems I, – I don't – when Matthew Stafford's name comes up, that's not a guy I'd say Hall of Famer. Yeah, but based on his career, he's he's a really good player, and I'd like to see it when his career is over, but not right now. To even have a chance, he's got to win it now and then build on it. You know, he's under contract long term there, and they're all in. You've got McVay. I mean, they they could be the next Chiefs version that go on a run if they put it together and they've gelled quickly at the trade deadline. I don't. You got a two Super Bowl Eli guy who I'm I think is a little bit of a of a question mark who's going to be I think. Uh, somewhat polarizing conversation the first time through. You got Roethlisberger, you got Brady who's automatic, you got Rodgers, and I'm just getting started on this era, the Stafford era. I, I, I was shocked to hear that twice in one day. I, I the NFL can't lose. I think we all agree on, on this because I, I'm really picking between when I say I would rather have Brady versus Rodgers. That's what I. That's what would be more interesting to me, but there's not a single possibility that's not interesting in the that's NFL. The NFL. That, that's that's the league. Cincinnati is not a franchise that anyone would think of as some standard bearer for NFL excellence, but they're the lovable loser. You know, you you go to it, everything has some sort of compelling story, and that's where it's so much different than the NBA or baseball where we could sit down every time and say, oh, my God, the league would die with this matchup, or they die with that matchup, right? The World Series yep. ratings aren't going to be good. But if you put these two teams in it, it's going to be damn awful. Well, the NBA is the same way. Right. I mean, there are very few possible routes to get to a super compelling right. finals on the national level. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the difference well, between the Well, the Bucks the last year didn't. I mean, that's a great story. We watched it. We enjoyed it. Was it good for the league to – I mean, in some ways, it's good for a breakthrough team like the Bucks. Ratings-wise, is Bucks Suns doing wonders for them? Hell no. I would argue that while Michael Jordan was great for the NBA and made a ton of people a ton of money, the Michael Jordan era with the Bulls is what is leading to the possible destruction of the NBA. Because Michael Jordan to the Bulls, a franchise that had never won, was the start of the individual era of the NBA. Suddenly, Lakers-Celtics and the brands that were formed in the 60s and 70s, then the two greatest players of their era, join each team. The Lakers-Celtics rivalry the 80s, it was still about Lakers-Celtics. It was bird magic. That was a big part of it, but those team brands mattered. The Bulls brand didn't matter. It was Jordan who made the Bulls brand matter, and then that led into what we're seeing now, which is just a collection of individuals. Those guys are going to make a lot of money. But I don't think it strengthens your league when that happens. NFL's the opposite. Doesn't matter what team a guy goes to, it's going to sell. It's going to sell because the shield is what matters more than anything else. But I think it's dangerous to talk like the NBA's in trouble. The NBA's just not the NBA, uh, NFL. Nothing. Nothing's in the realm but of the, the NBA. But the NBA was close to the NFL in the 90s. Uh, yeah. And that's because and I don't of Jordan. Know if there's any plan. I'm not that- saying Jordan should be blamed for that. I'm, I'm just saying that is what it sort of created was, right. you know, Hutton, to what you started with this. Suddenly, you're looking for the next Jordan, and people aren't really clamoring for the next Brady 
because there's already a collection of really good young quarterbacks. But in hindsight, is there any plan we could have drawn up that would have kept the NBA on the same trajectory as the NFL? Well, it's, I think it starts with not having Shaq and Kobe team up in L.A. Shaq was in Orlando, and then they formed the super that team and rap. go dominate the league. And, and then that great rap song during and then the breakup. Af- and then after that, you've got the whole, you know, uh, all these super teams that are they're forming together. I think but, that, that, that was the start of the – you kind of raise an eyebrow, and you're like, okay, so the competition's out the window now. But, you're teaming up. But as we've yep. seen – that didn't help. As we've seen circa 2021, there's not America doesn't have room for for two giant things. Doesn't feel like. So, I don't know that no matter what the NBA did and I don't disagree with with that being a bad moment. I don't know that there would have been room for the NBA to grow on the on the same level and for it to be the same monolith that the NFL is. there there's not enough room in our consciousness for There's tons of room. Well, it doesn't There's seem tons like of room. Well, uh, I think I think the biggest sports fans are the most passionate fans or, or yeah. viewers across the. Well, then entire how come country. we haven't? How come we've forgotten about college basketball and we don't have any time for it because we're obsessed with football? Something well, that because we've been the model is screwed regular, up. You've got a lot of one and dones, and you've got you know the the recruitment issues that are going on. Um, yeah, I think that plays a factor. You don't know that the the college fan base. Um, they didn't know who was playing for their teams year to year. Yeah, well, if we had, not growing if with we them. had tons of room, something besides college and pro football would be able to garner the same level of passion and year-round commitment, and nothing is. I think the NBA I think we've lost room. The NBA, if done properly, could be a close second to the NFL, just like they were in the '90s. I think that's still possible, and it could happen again. I think the biggest issue is the NBA plays into our short attention span. It's once a week. It's very easy for people to follow. I think that helps the, 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 I'm sorry, the NFL. NBA, 82 games, very different. NFL, you get the game once a week. It's not as many games to follow. It's a 17-game season now and then playoffs. And for the American brain, that's much easier to compartmentalize and get all in on. Yeah, but it's, it's year-round. It's not just 17 weeks. Absolutely. But from a game standpoint, I think that makes it easier for people to make every game more memorable. I but think that helps. But it's not just local fan bases. You know, we're here in Nashville. We're watching Thursday night football. We're watching Sunday right. night football. All the we're rest of them are all the rest are, of them it's are a lot more than one local day a week. market things. All the rest of them are local market things. I'm not clamoring it's, to watch TNT, NBA on TNT on a weekly basis. It's day. 17 games team. a season as opposed to 82 times however many teams there are. It's Thursday night, it's Sunday, it's Monday in the NFL. There's less windows. You go all in with your team. You watch the national game also. That helps. And people like football There's more. There's anticipation that also helps. and there's reaction. I, I agree with you. I think – I mean, it, it's clear. But I think you're, to your big topic, I mean, the Brady thing, I think it's also like the NFL's good fortune. How great is this? Our, our, our best guy well, is thinking too, about retiring and we're not at some well, huge crossroads here. Well, but part of it too is that the people – aren't buying that he's he's retiring. And I, I, I am paying more attention to it because I, I, the tone that he presented in the podcast was one of, oh, maybe it sounds like he's actually considering this. But I don't think a lot of people assume that he's just walking away. The Tom Brady that we all know is the guy who would absolutely not walk away after a loss and be content. 
Also, listen, right? listen when, that's, when... That's what the, the public, the general public would say about this situation. When Jordan retired, I don't think a lot of people said, I'm going to stop watching the NBA now. They waited to see what was next. So we can't clearly project what's going to happen. But I don't think any of us anticipate people are going to stop oh, they watching. Oh, turned it off. Stop watching I mean, you the had NFL. Orlando Houston, whenever Jordan retired and then came back, like the Orlando Houston NBA Finals was terrible. There's zero reason. Viewership-wise. Zero reason. Compared to the Bulls. Yeah. Zero reason to project that people will stop watching the NFL without Tom Brady. Because like they've got saying, the next guys. It, there's plenty of talent, a great star to follow, and the league is always set up. And before they say, oh, Penny and Shaq, they were stars, and you had Akeem and the Houston team and Robert Orr, you know, the, the whole uh, group. Well, again, the questions are being asked. Who's the next guy to grab, you know, the brass ring? They had all these stars, but no one was buying no one them was. that same It way. was a lot of talk and a lot of marketing. That's where the NBA lost me. It wasn't so much about Jordan. It was that they marketed all of these guys as Tracy McGrady and Allen Iverson. I mean, Ton of talk. Not a lot of backing it up. Oh, Allen Iverson absolutely backed it up. And Allen Iverson was... How many I mean, rings he had? Well, he played against Kobe and Shaq. I understand. But they marketed a ton of guys who were good players who didn't win. Little Penny was excellent marketing. And uh, whenever he was paired in, with, with Shaquille O'Neal, it was unbelievable. How many titles did they win? Zero. Went to the NBA Finals. Had to go they through the Bulls. And play, then they got play, to the Finals. Uh, Whenever uh, Jordan um, retired and they played the Houston Rockets. My point Nick stands, Anderson, Nick Anderson show, a bunch of guys line. who didn't win. Well, you're marketing Josh Allen who isn't winning the big games. He's, well, he's, Josh he's Penny Hardaway a, and Shaquille O'Neal for the Magic. Josh Allen's played two years, three years. And that's the standard. He's well, again, you have to give him some time. I'm looking at Little Penny and all these guys after it's all said and done, and they didn't win. But it's I'll Penny judge Hardaway Josh was Allen a rookie during done. this. Like I'm, I'm giving you the it's, example. He's in year three. But it's 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 going crazy. against the Rockets. You're saying that, that you don't. I'm saying you they don't like them because all they, of those guys as a big deal, and in the end, very few of them did anything. And, and yet, here's the NFL promoting Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so it, let's use him as the example. And yet, I'm not into Baker Mayfield, but I'm telling you, a the bunch same of thing. these guys. But they, let's see if they win or they don't win. You're making it like their careers are written when the NBA careers are written. But I, it's not I, apples and I apples. pine for the day. You're saying you don't, you don't like it because those guys didn't win. I, I yearn for the days of the NBA where guys stay with the losing franchise instead of teaming up and joining a super team. Right. I'm just saying, don't like, market I respect to the heck me. out of Allen Iverson. Don't market to me like this guy's the next Jordan when he hadn't done a damn thing and winds up not doing a damn thing. Well, I mean, we're... Patrick Mahomes isn't Tom Brady, but he's being marketed that way. So should we not market him as the next guy? You're allowed to market while he goes on, but I don't want to hear That's this That's what the guy. NBA did. I mean, do, do you just <laughs> No one th- said, like, here's the next Michael Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, do you just prefer they not market? <laughs> they pumped up a bunch of guys who didn't live up to the hype. Allen Iverson 100% lived up, lived up to the hype. Allen Iverson is an all-time great. I mean, Shaq lived okay, up to the Allen hype. Okay, take Allen Iverson. Tell me about Tracy McGrady. I'm talking about those guys. I don't remember a ton of ads with Tracy McGrady, to well, be I honest do. with you. I'd have to go back and, and see. In Canada? Vince Carter. Vince Carter was, Vince one, Carter was, was a, a Hall of Famer. Famer. He's a Hall of Ra- Yeah. He played for 22 years. How many Good. titles did he win? Uh, one or two. He was with Dallas, I think, when they won with Dirk Nowitzki. They won a couple. About 12 years after what I'm, the marketing – campaign i'm talking you played for a while you just don't like marketing (laughs) i'm allowed to not like people ram down my throat who aren't accomplishing anything 
I, I don't see why this is. You some don't like crazy Baker Mayfield? State. You said I don't like Mike Baker Mayfield. I think that they should pull Baker Mayfield. I've I said this three <laughs> weeks ago. They should pull Baker Mayfield off that ad campaign when he's not doing something, and plug in Josh Allen when he is doing something. But Baker Mayfield. It's not just about wins and losses. Like Baker Mayfield is I want just it to be more got a better personality. What if Josh Allen has no personality? I want it to you be, want to see him in a progressive no, ad that sucks? I, I want the guys that have both. There are plenty of guys that have both. That's not, this is not look, very controversial what I'm saying. Look, I, I'm, not on, I'm not saying it's definitely not controversial what you're saying, but Patrick Mahomes wins a lot more than Baker Mayfield. I watch Patrick Mahomes in ads, State Farm ads, yeah. that aren't nearly as entertaining as the Baker no, Mayfield ads. They're annoying. So if you're a marketer, that's what you have to decide. Can I get a combination of all of these things? They're not getting it on the wins front with Baker Mayfield, but I would much rather watch Baker Mayfield in an ad during my NFL television break than see Patrick Mahomes struggle through a spot where he's pretending to be a, a, a sneakerhead. Also, a commercial also with someone. if I'm going back to NBA stuff I'm talking about, I'm not talking about State Farm taking him, and I'm not talking about Progressive taking him. I'm talking about the NBA in their commercials, in their shows, and all their stuff, ramming guys at me that weren't as good as they made them out to be. That's not the NBA. That's your television network selling the brand. It ESPN does this on a daily commercials. basis. It was ESPN's NBA's doing this right now. NBA, it's fantastic, or whatever their ad campaigns were, hammering me with Tracy McGrady, hammering me <laughs> with guys that Name someone good. else. You're, uh, Allen Iverson, Pity Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal, Akeem Olajuwon. I mean, I, in the late 90s, early 2000s, that was the highlight reel package. I'll have to go back and, and look to name you more names. I've named you the names. Tracy McGrady's coming out of high school and lighting the NBA on fire as a first, what, four-year type dude. And look, so I got a, little, exci- I got a little excited about these guys, and then they Vince didn't Vince Carter was mimicked the why same way Simon mimics Odell Beckham Jr. What has Odell Beckham Jr. done other than c- catch the football at a miraculous well, I'm rate. disappointed in Odell Be- Beckham Jr. too. Why am I not allowed to Vince, be disappointed in Vince guys? Carter played 24 seasons. Yeah, again. <laughs> he just ended. This is what amazing. A year You're ago. You're naming Hall of Famers. 2019-2020, Vince Carter played for the Atlanta Hawks. Was still playing. <laughs> a in, year ago. In a five- Vince Carter Name was playing a when I was a... Uh, Zach, Zach Randolph should be your Vince example. Carter started his career when I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> he played to last year. In a five-man sport. <laughs> That's amazing. If this guy's so great, I would like to see him win something. Vince Carter won. He won the title with the, with the Mavs. Uh, uh, 20 years after the ad campaign I'm talking about. Are these guys not allowed to grow? Are they not allowed to play their career? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Vince Carter was, you got to admit, Vince Carter was a bad example for you. Of a guy that was shoved down down your throat. Iverson was, you know, leaving his wardrobe at every I like Iverson, but he didn't win. The dude won. (laughs) He just didn't win the title because he's going through the Lakers. Now, uh, Tracy McGrady, I feel like, played for a while, too. Now I'm just going to start looking up random NBA players from the late 90s, early 2000s, see how long they played. Coming up, we get into uh, the matchups this weekend featuring the coaches. From the coaches' perspective, the long-term outlook, who we're choosing and why. You can pick one of the four, and we're looking at this for a 10-year span. For the next decade, who's the guy among the four coaches remaining? That's next on Outkick 360.
Trent Williams will play for the 49ers this weekend. Outkick 360 rolls on. Kyle Shanahan laying that out there. Um, media members in Denver got to ask the question because it's the topic. But you know the answer before you ask it. They're having the press conference right now with George Payton, their general manager, and their new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. And Payton is asked, did you hire him with Aaron Rodgers in mind? And the answer is absolutely not. Well, he can't do that. They can't speak on Aaron Rodgers right now with the tampering issues that would be... What if he just said, yeah, that's, that's why we hired him. We've <laughs> yeah, that's got, why he's here. We've got strong intel. We actually talked to Aaron recently, and uh, we're going to get him. We're going to get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it's going to happen. Even though he's under contract with another team currently, we're going to make that happen. Chad, you had a great question earlier this week of the four remaining coaches, Andy Reid, Zach Taylor, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. 10-year contract for your franchise. Which coach do you go with and why? And I think immediately I'm thinking, oh, Andy Reid. But then you think, oh, it's a 10-year deal. deal. And then it comes down to the three coaches left, all connected to the West Coast offense, um, you know, through Walsh. But Shanahan and McVay, of course, and then uh, Zach Taylor, who um, is from that same type of offensive tree, but not through the same branch um it's a really intriguing topic because of the expectations all three have when you play a hypothetical like this the hypothetical goes like this it's everything's equal all right we're not looking at one quarterback situation versus another one city versus another one ownership group versus it's the same team you're the owner of this team Uh, let's just say you've got a blank roster and you are going to hire one of these coaches to start your team and run that team for the next 10 years, develop quarterback, everything that goes with running an NFL team, who are you picking? The poll results mm-hmm. have Sean McVay, the winner, at 42%. Kyle Shanahan, wow. second, 27%. Andy Reid, third, 24%. Our guy from the NFL Combine we interviewed, Zach <laughs> Taylor, 7%. No one knows him. Zach That's Taylor. the problem. So here's my answer to this. Well, weren't we saying 10 years? Wouldn't that age out Andy Reid? That's, well, we just that's, said that, yeah. that's why he's got 23% well, that's why, of the yeah, vote. That's why yeah. we wouldn't choose him. You'd choose him for a four-year deal, right? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's why he's third. Honestly, if you're just you're picking one guy for one game or one season, the answer should be Andy Reid, based on his career and, and, and what he's done. Um, but here's my answer. It's one of two guys. It's Sean McVay or it's Kyle Shanahan. I'm going with Kyle Shanahan for this reason. Sean McVay got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as his quarterback. (laughs) That is very impressive. Kyle Shanahan got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback. That, too, is very impressive. But only one of these coaches is trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo to a second Super Bowl, and that's Kyle Shanahan. Only one of these coaches has six straight wins over the other one. That's Kyle Shanahan, head-to-head with Sean McVay. Give me Shanahan. What he's done with Jimmy Garoppolo, finding ways somehow to be relevant, to win games, if I'm picking one of these four coaches, it's him. I like Zach Taylor. Um, I need to see more. It's been a great season in year two with Joe Burrow. Haven't seen enough yet to put him in the same group as McVay and Shanahan, but I'm taking Shanahan for that reason. How do you feel? So answer this, um, Paul. How do you feel about Zach Taylor with a head-to-head win over Andy Reid this weekend? Versus how you feel right now. I feel a lot better about him, but he's still 
just doesn't have yeah, still third enough on the, of a resume to compete right. with those two guys. I, I tend to lean towards the poll results, but not forty like not lopsided the way it is right now for McVay. McVay's the most well known because he's the guy that everyone latched onto as like the new NFL, right? The young he's thirty years old when he got his head coaching job. I mean, he's the he's the new wave that brought you know, and, and it coached with Shanahan and, and everything else. Um I the the connections of Kyle Shanahan and uh, some of the loyalty with some of this coaching staff are what intrigues me. But McVay and his ability, I think, is more of the style that the NFL is headed in versus what Kyle Shanahan's doing. They they run uh, at a very high rate at San Fran, defense and run game. They're the closest thing to the Titans that we're going to find out there. And... While I understand that they've just drafted Trey Lance, and I'll beat my words on this if they come out firing next year, I still think it's going to be more of a run-first team. I, I think the way of the league is more pass-heavy, superstar-driven, wide receiver, quarterback. Um, and he, Sean McVay made the, he pulled the trigger on the quarterback that he took to a Super Bowl three years ago in Jared Goff, who they, and he was there whenever they gave him the $100 million contract extension and got rid of him and put his neck on the line for Matthew Stafford, and now he's a game away from getting back to the Super Bowl. I'm taking Sean McVay for that reason because he's willing to get to the line and realize it's not good enough and make another move to get back to where he wants to go and reach expectations. I like your logic on that and agree with a lot of it, but I lean Shanahan for a different reason, Um, a personality reason. Um, I like McVay a lot, and then I watched Hard Knocks. Um, was it last last season or two seasons ago? I think it was last season. It may they, have been where two. they had the two LA teams. Um, and I. Also, it was last year. It was last so year. Was it, was a, it was a Staley? COVID year. Yeah. Um, I thought that McVay came across a little phony in that him and his swimming pool at home with his dog. He was he was play acting for it. And I didn't like it. And I thought if he and, and he was play acting for his players a little bit, and I didn't like it. And I don't see that at all in Shanahan. I think Shanahan's a, a more authentic guy. And if I'm hiring a coach, I need him to be an authentic, uh, 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 fully authentic guy. And so just because they're close, and I do like what you're saying. I, I mean, I think it's both a of very you, similar offense. Both of it's you laid. Same. I think both of you laid out a good case. You, you might like Shanahan. Because here he is a second time with uh, not the ideal quarterback. Um, and here's McVay, who boldly went away from a guy that he got to a Super Bowl with in golf and went and, and managed to make a bold move to get a better alternative. So there's a strong case for both of them. So what I'm coming in with is I, I, I think Shanahan's a more authentic guy who I'd rather have in my employ for 10 years. And so that tips it. Well, if I'm an owner, I'm trying to get that guy at quarterback to get one of those, those stud caliber quarterbacks. Mm. But I also feel like Kyle Shanahan would still give me a chance if he's my coach to be relevant and win playoff games, even while I'm trying to find that guy. I, and then McVay's not far behind again, because he got Jared Goff to a Super Bowl very early in his tenure with the Rams, but I just feel like Shanahan has a little bit more of an ability to do that, to sort of bridge the gap 
before you get the guy at quarterback. And I, I, I would also agree. I don't see Andy Reid coaching 10 more years. But I was thinking on, the, on this discussion last night, are we writing him off too soon? He's not Pete Carroll. Like, and Pete, 10 years from now, he will be Pete Carroll's age. So, you know, I, I don't know how much longer he wants to coach. But, I mean, from Philly to Kansas City, the results are there. And he's about, with a win, he'll become the, the, the coach, uh, second all-time among head coaches with the most playoff victories. Second to only Bill Belichick. It's impressive. It, it's, it is. And uh, it's, look, you can't go wrong with any of those four guys. That's why I like throwing that poll question out there because I don't think there's a wrong answer to this. Um, but that coaching matchup with McVay <laughs> and with Shanahan – it's a fun one to watch. I love when McVay was asked, is Kyle Shanahan in your head this week at his press conference? And he said one word, no. That was his full response to that question. <laughs> nope. Very thorough. Yep. Would you like to expound on that? Nope. Uh, Kyle? McVay was also cool with us when we had him on the show. We had him on at the Combine Very cool. five years ago, four years ago. Yeah, not long after he started. Yeah. He was cool then too. I think there is a bit of... You said acting. I think they, I think uncomfortable might be a word. Like the, if you watch Mike McDaniel, who's with Shanahan, he's much different at the podium than he is behind the scenes if he's breaking down film for like the NFL films guys. Did you guys watch? Uh, I think the whole little click is yeah. very different behind well, the scenes. Speaking of McVay, I don't know if you guys saw it, but in the pregame coverage for the, uh, for the NFC Championship, Fox had this, I think it was Fox that did it, had this um, prepackaged sort of Tom Rinaldi-like piece about uh, Sean McVay and his girlfriend and Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford being in Cabo at the same time. Like, right yeah, as the trade was... He, it's like the next day. Oh, that's where they chatted. And they, they part, but it's, it was so funny to me because it was like emotional music playing in the background. <laughs> and then they go to Sean McVay and he's like, yeah, so uh, then we just had a bunch of margaritas. <laughs> Like they just drank together, you know. They the the couples partied together is clearly what happened, but it made it like you know, chance had them in the same favorite vacation spot. It was an all inclusive resort, high end resort in Cabo. And McVeigh paid. And I mean, it, they but they made it look like you know they were in Haiti doing mission work at the same time, and they bonded over like picking up a blind child and carrying the child to safety. But it was them Margarita. It was partying them Margarita. with their Blowing beautiful, up a banana boat. beautiful wife and McVeigh's model girlfriend in Cabo <laughs> and taking tequila shots together. And that's what really brought them together. And I'm thinking, I, I, I was into it. I enjoyed it. But it was, I don't know. I, I need to find the piece and, I was and into tweet it. it out. I mean, I was into the piece, but I was just. I can't wait to see I it. was watching it with a big smile on my face thinking, man, this is powerful stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm moved. I am moved having watched this piece. Terrific. Uh, and just while we're on the topic, aside from Andy Reid, think about what a victory does to get back to a Super Bowl for any of these guys or for uh, Zach Taylor to just join the conversation uh, for the short span we've been covering the Rams and 49ers with both of these coaches and then Zach Taylor in year three packaging it all together with their franchise quarterback and all-star wide receiver. Coming up, we give our picks for the championship weekend, and we'll tell you what we're up to this weekend on Outkick 360.
Been a fun week, fast-paced week, chock full of NFL discussion. We've got B- the birds uh, discussion, owl discussion, birds, owls, a little I bit of everything. Not, I did not watch that video. Uh, it, uh, I, you, you, you should feel safe, Paul. I watched the video; it was just a news report. They didn't actually have video footage of the child being attacked. <laughs> they was just there. The parents were talking about it. Just accusations for the parents who. You know, did away with their child and if, blamed it on an owl. If you missed our first segment, Bemidji State Park in Minnesota was closed <laughs> because an owl attacked a small child. Allegedly. In the park. Or the parents buried the child yeah, and accused and blamed the owl. The, owl. <laughs> uh, the picks are in, guys. Uh, let's start with the AFC Championship game. And I'm curious how tight we see this game. I'm, I'm of course, picking the Chiefs. And I think it's just around... Seven and a half, but I'll actually take the points um, as I think more about this game. I think we see a a solid finish to this fourth quarter type game at Arrowhead, and I think it's right around seven points, not the seven and a half. Um, if you could buy this down to seven, I would I would lay the or take the lay the points, excuse me, and take Kansas City. I think the Chiefs win by ten. I think they cover the seven and a half. I think they win. You know, they may score a touchdown in the fourth quarter, go up 10, but I think they, they cover the seven and a half. Paul, I see something like 30, 36 to 30, something around that, that level of a game. Yeah, I was thinking 33 30. Um, I, think, uh, I think Cincinnati would be right there. How many, how many, how about this? What's the prop? What's the over under for sacks on Joe Burrow? I, I think they'll do a significantly better job. Uh, and I don't think Kansas City's pass rush. Will be as effective at getting home. I'd put it at four and a half. I'd if, put it the sacks in the game. If Chris Jones is upper echelon with Jeffrey Simmons, this game's not very close at all. You cannot be that disruptive and have the offense uh, that they have. Patrick I, I, Mahomes I think, is no Ryan Tannehill. I think the Chiefs come back down to earth a little bit from an offensive standpoint. It's more like a twenty-eight to eighteen. I think the the Cincinnati stays right around where they've been, but it's a twenty-eight eighteen final. I think we leave knowing a lot more about Burrow and Chase moving forward. I think they, I think they propel their storyline even with a loss in this game. NFC, uh, you guys know my uh, outright underdog pick this week. I'm taking the 49ers, and that's the easiest of the two underdogs to see winning. Uh, but I think the, the, the style of offense here plays a factor for uh, the 49ers against that Rams defense. And I think the, and more importantly, I think the 49ers defense can wreak some havoc on Matthew Stafford because that's exactly what they did just a handful of weeks ago this month. They had 11 hits and five sacks on him. I, I 24-21. We're going to get the matchup I want. Uh, it's going to be Rams, Chiefs. I think this one's a lot harder to pick. I don't hate your underdog pick, Hutton, with the Niners in this game. But I, I, I believe the Rams figure out a way to end this winning streak for the 49ers and get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a wishful pick for me, but I think they also figure it out um, and find some explosion. I think Cooper Cup will have another big game, but it'll be more meaningful. Paul, you're guaranteed to get one team into your picks, right? Because you've got both the 49ers and the Rams, right? I don't the Super Bowl. recall. And then Do I? I'm out. Uh, the Titans I've just got absolutely Cincinnati else. Do I have three of the four? You may have three of the four if you've got the Bengals. Pretty no, sure. I don't have the Bengals. You have the Bengals. 
Yeah, I have I have the 49ers and the Rams. I know I, I don't have any of them. I think I have three of them. I, I, have think, the, I, I, I think I have the Bengals. Left. I have the Chiefs, 49ers, and Rams left okay. on mine. Oh, okay, so you've got and three. And I have the Bengals. My first pick was Kansas City. So you could, you could that have That was my pick up. to win it all to begin with. Yeah, you're going to have this wrapped them. up by the weekend then, potentially. No, yep. could. Or even get to LA. That makes yeah. me feel a little What are we going to do for me? A little bigger, <laughs> about the, bigger for the Bengals. Hey, Paul, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy 60th coming up Appreciate tomorrow. Appreciate it. Yeah, 60. <laughs> Paul turned 60. You don't, look a day, you don't look a day over 53. 60 minus 7. Paul is nearly Andy Reid's age. <laughs> That's Working what we learned out. today on the show. Happy birthday to the Chief. And uh, enjoy the football weekend. We're back on Monday to recap it all right here for Outkick 360. To celebrate with me, don't block the box and do lock the locks. Thank you.